escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Tonight, six, including serving military officers convicted and sentenced to death by hanging for attempting to kidnap the president and overthrow the government. Recruited various military officers um, and devised with them a means of ensuring that the president will be killed. Must also pay compliments to the Ghana forces, the military and command, especially the defense intelligence, who picked up the right signals and cleverly monitored them and indeed gathered the evidence. Otherwise, I'm sure Ghana perhaps would have been um, in disarray by now. Lawyers are tonight vowing to continue the fight against these charges. We will go to the Supreme Court and see. But I believe that looking at what we have put before this court, we have done it. And we will go to the Court of Appeal. Today is a really, really a sad day. We hear from senior police officer ACP Agojo, who has been acquitted tonight and discharged. From the beginning, I knew that is how it's going to end today. I didn't know when it was going to end, but I knew how it was going to end. They knew that it was falsehood, but they continued to perpetuate it. This is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. They were accused of plotting to kidnap the president and overthrow the government. After three years of trial, today six of the accused, including serving military officers, have been convicted and sentenced to death by hanging. Senior police officer ACP Benjamin Ogojo and a junior military officer were acquitted. This is ACP Ogojo shortly after the verdict was delivered, singing and jubilating the premises of the court. My colleague uh, Kojo Nyako is in the studio. He's been in court today. Uh, Kojo, so you sat through the proceedings today. Uh, and of course, from what we're hearing, this is uh, ACP Ogojo, very excited by the outcome. You listen to the judges. How did they come to this conclusion? Well, so Evans, uh, let me tell you the facts put out by the prosecution and how, how the court dealt with it. So the accused persons, uh, the uh, prosecution accused them belong to an association called Take Action Ghana and had planned to stage demonstrations ostensibly to topple the government. So in July 2019, the accused contacted a blacksmith from Alavanyo in the Volta region to manufacture 22 explosives, six ammunition and five pistols. The court heard that the manufacturer charged the alleged accomplices 2,300 Ghana cities as the cost of each pistol and 400 Ghana cities for each explosive. 
So on December 19, Dr. McPalm, now deceased, and Kafui were arrested after testing, firing at the Teshi military shooting range. The Attorney General told the court that a search conducted on the premises of the Citadel Hospital revealed six unregistered pistols, one registered pistol, 22 explosives, three grenades, 63 rounds of ammunition, two empty AK-47 magazines, and other machines used in manufacturing weapons. So um, this was the fact that was put uh, before the, the three-member panel uh, today. And their decision was the, based decision, on? Exactly, by the evidences that were adduced in court. And so, first, let's look at ACP Benjamin Agojo and then the two others that were acquitted and discharged. In fact, the court went ahead to say that um, the prosecution failed to prove beyond reasonable doubt in connecting them to the crime. And, of course, today you've been uh, interacting with Agojo himself. What has he been saying? He was very excited in high spirit. He came already in white. Uh, it was like he knew what the end was going to be. Praise the integrity of the judicial process of Ghana. It shows that the judicial process in Ghana actually works. Indeed, if you look at the judges and their exam. Jehovah is your name. That is joy. We give glory to God. He alone has made it. You heard the judgment and you saw all the rebuttals. I, did, I don't need to talk again. They knew the, it was falsehood, but they continued to perpetuate it and push it hard. It didn't work. You push forward. doesn't fail. Now you want to ask what action next? Don't worry. I'll talk to my lawyers and then we'll talk to the media at the appropriate time. So thank you very much. How does it feel to be free after five years? Well, I've always been free within my heart. I've always been free because I knew how it was going to end. From the beginning, I knew that is how it's going to end today. I didn't know when it was going to end, but I knew how it was going to end. It's like watching a, 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 a movie, a replay with somebody. You know the end, but the person doesn't know. So you people didn't know the end. I knew the end. I was too confident. When he was initially charged, he was interdicted. Today, of course, he is a free man, but six others were convicted. Well, so Evans, um, Dr. McPalm, um, he's now deceased. And Dunya Kafi alias Azor, um, he is one. Bright Alan Debra Ofusu alias Bright Alan Yabua. Johannes Zipi. Um, warrant Officer Class 2, Esther San Dekuin. Um, then Lance Corporal Ali Solomon and Corporal Sylvester Akamp 1. So these are the six that have been taken, or six, uh, five out of the six, they have been taken out of the court premises and we do not know their destination for now. And so uh, when the court session was over and judgment had been duly delivered, um, the lawyer for some of the accused, the people that have been now convicts, um, um, said that based on the decision, he feels that the court did not take into consideration some of the evidences that were put before the court. I think I've spoken to them. Um, I think about some, one of my clients has been acquitted and discharged. I believe that the evidence we have put before this court, they hadn't critically looked at some of the cross-examination and evidence, some of the loopholes. And I, I think that it's a process. We would definitely be going to the Supreme Court for it to also look at the evidence. We believe that some of the charges, you saw the soldiers, it was conspiracy, but they've been acquitted on the substantive charge. So these are things that we would test 
we will go to the Supreme Court and see. But I believe that looking at what we have put before this court, we have done it. And we'll go to the Court of Appeal. Today is a really, really a sad day because... Yes, because it's a sad day. If you even look, they don't even have an inventory when they arrested the people to show that the gun, the pipes they are talking about were the people who had it. So uh, I think that they are in good spirit and we'll see what we'll do. And they were sentenced to death by hanging. Yes, and that was uh, the sentence that was handed them by the three-member panel led by Justice Ifia Sewa Saribuchi. In fact, the judge indicated that you are here by sentence to death by hanging and then um, your body, uh, would be where you'll be buried, would be determined by the president. I see, and the state called several witnesses. 13 witnesses, Evans, uh, including seven soldiers. The seven soldiers among uh, the 13 witnesses include Colonel Isaac Amponsan, Director and Operational Intelligence at the Defense Intelligence Unit of the Ghana Armed Forces, and he was the first prosecution. But the Attorney General has also been speaking after the courts. Six, actually nine people convicted. And for me, it sends a strong signal to the nation that any attempt at all to destabilize the nation, any attempt to organized over the constitution will not be countenance and will be taken quite seriously. You saw how the persons involved in the scheme recruited various military officers um, and devised with them a means of ensuring that the president will be killed and that various other persons will also be killed and even mapped out a clear strategy for, for doing that. And fortunately for the Republic, some of the military officers have been came out and reported to their superiors and their superiors deliberately asked them to continue with a plan or with a view to unraveling the full scheme that they had put together and we must thank god and we must also pay compliments to the defense intelligence of the Ghanaian forces because they actually monitored the people over a period of about two years and systematically gathered all the evidence video recordings audio recordings and, and what have you so Apart from commending the court for the uh, relatively expeditious manner in which the trial has been conducted, we must also pay compliments to the Ghanaian forces, the military uh, command, especially the defense intelligence, who picked up the right signals and cleverly monitored them and indeed gathered the evidence. Otherwise, I'm sure Ghana perhaps would have been um, in disarray by now. And that's a Deputy Attorney General there. And today when he was speaking, there was a part of his conversation with the press where there was an admission. Yes, so he said that he admits that there were some defects in the prosecution's case and if they had worked on them very well, maybe ACP Agojodi could have secured a conviction for them. We must acknowledge the integrity of the judicial process of Ghana. It shows that the judicial process in Ghana actually works. Indeed, if you look at the judges and their examination of the evidence, it was such a meticulous study of all the evidence that had been put together by the, by the prosecution. And, and I, I think that what we must be concerned about is that six citizens of the country actually have been convicted for this offense. But specifically in relation to ACP Benjamin Agoso, you saw the evidence that was led by the prosecution, how he showed himself supporting the occurrence of an Arab Spring in Ghana. Now, I do not understand for my life how a police officer trained properly to defend people who actually advocate for an Arab Spring in the country and would also do certain things that would suggest that he himself was actually in support of the occurrence of an Arab Spring. But of course, clearly, the, um, the difference with the prosecution case in relation to ACP Agoso was quite evident. I mean, because 
um, he was not on the specific platform by which the accused persons were planning to overthrow the government. But of course, the evidence that was led relating to how he intended to disrupt the smooth run of the government by advocates and Arab Spring and all that was quite clear. It was, it was the judgment. And I will entreat all citizens of the country to read the judgment carefully before making any uh, unfounded comments at all. And Kenneth Gamele, to the difficulty or the challenge that we had, was a failure on the part of the prosecution witness to identify him in the video. And that really was quite fundamental. But in terms of acts that really were dishonorable, acts were um, deplorable, from the perspective of a police officer or a police officer, you can see that was the service at the trial. Yes, apart from that, um, five other police, five soldiers were actually convicted of the offense of treason. And, and for me, that is what is mad. So it's very important that even the, these five officers of, of, the, of the Ghana Armed Forces, there had not been any clear evidence of their participation in such an activity and monitoring of the activities in that regard. God knows what have happened to this country. And that day is the Attorney General Godfrey Yubadame. And joining me on the line right now is lawyer Kojuga Daudu. He represented uh, some of the uh, individuals convicted tonight, uh, including one of the uh, military officers also uh, free tonight. He joins us. And uh, we also have Martin Kwebu, who represented the ACP, ACP Agojo. As you know, he has been uh, uh, discharged tonight. He, he is he's a free man tonight after almost three years. We'll be speaking to the, uh, the Deputy Attorney General, who also uh, joins us right now, uh, Alfred Chiyaye. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for time here on top story uh lawyer daudu your clients who have been convicted tonight have they already begun seven year term oh, yes uh, good evening evans and good evening to your cherished listeners yes uh, i believe that whilst the sentence has been pronounced uh, the law enforcement will do the necessary thing by taking a warrant and when the warrant is signed and they are supposed to be sending them to Kinsawang or any of their prisons. So that would be what the enforcement will be doing. Sentenced to death though by hanging. Um, have you had any details yet when this will happen? I can always tell you that while the sentence has been given, there is also an opportunity that when you are not satisfied and you are grieved by the judgment, you would go straight to the Supreme Court. This is a case in which it is a high treason. And the Court of Appeal doesn't have jurisdiction in this matter. So the next place you have to go is the highest court, the Supreme Court. So whilst we would wait for the judgment, look at the read it, we are sure that we will go to the Supreme Court. And whilst we file an appeal, and the appeal is pending. I'm not sure the courts or they'll be in a hurry to execute or is. And uh, history also tells us since 1993 to date, yes, the death penalty has not been implemented. Nobody has been executed. But I'm so sure that we will definitely go to the Supreme Court on some of the issues in relation to the people who have been convicted. 
I want to bring in Martin Kwebu, who represented ACP Agojo. He joins me on Zoom right now. Martin, you must be a happy man tonight. <laughs> Absolutely, Evans. Yeah, because this has been a grueling match. Oh, Charlie, the state took uh, Dr. Agojo through a needless trial. A very frivolous case, Evans. And I say frivolous with emphasis. The Attorney General knows that he mounted a frivolous case against Dr. Agojo. I mean, from day one, the Attorney General himself knew that Dr. Agojo didn't say anything or wasn't involved in any coup. He was just educating the group that, look, if you want to embark on a demonstration because there are conditions for an Arab Spring, this is the way to go. Notify the police five days ahead of time because that's the law, the Public Order Act. It's law. If you don't, there are consequences. So, Agojo just sought to educate them. And yet the Attorney General put together a very frivolous case in a way to guard police officers, guard other public officers, because Ikufuado was misgoverning. So this is an assault on free speech. And the Attorney General is paid dearly. For the rest of his life, he will be haunted by that attempt to guard public officers. He will, he will be haunted by it. Everywhere he appears, if he appears anywhere to talk about free speech, this case will be shown to him that what did this senior police officer do to warrant such a trial? He just seek to destroy his life, destroy the world of his family. So Kufuado was misgoverning. But, but they you took him. How but, but, they took time, him through, but they took him, Martin. They took him through due process, through a court of competent jurisdiction. That's where, indeed, issues such as this, contentious, will, should be tried. Isn't that the right thing to do, at least? Absolutely not. So in law, there's what we call malicious prosecution, where the evidence shows that somebody has not done anything, and you take the person through this thing called due process you will be made to pay damages. It's called malicious prosecution. Malicious prosecution. It's not every case you prosecute. You look at who he is. In public, he has been crying about this Arab Spring, Arab Spring, everywhere. And Ekufado came to office based on his cry against Arab Spring. The tapes are there. You see Ekufado saying that, hey, Ghana, Arab Spring is a governance. Arab Spring, Arab Spring. So that's the same thing Agodo was talking about. And so that, look, the conditions in Ghana are rife on Arab Spring. He hasn't said anything new. Yet, Attorney General and the people behind him just sought to assault free speech. And now he's paid dearly for the rest of uh, Godfrey Dami's life. This case will be an albatross around his neck that he couldn't see. Free speech. This is an Attorney General in opposition. He wanted to even demonstrate. Uh, the police sought to stop you. Atanus came in as president and said, No, demonstrate. So, somebody that when you just wanted to come to power by any means, any demonstration, any little thing you wanted to demonstrate, then you put him on trial. Uh, it's egg on their faces. I mean, stay with me because I have the Deputy Attorney General with me. Alfred Chari, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, my brother. What's, what's your reaction to what you just heard from Martin on this subject? Thank you very much. I'm surprised that Martin is speaking not as a lawyer, but as a politician. He handled this case as a lawyer. He should respond to the issues as a lawyer. He should not seek to denigrate the integrity of the Honorable Attorney General. I don't think his client would be interested in, in, in attacking the prosecutor's law. I did a lot of defense of accused persons in my practice for at least 19 years before becoming a deputy attorney general. If your client is acquitted and discharged, this is not the way you react to it. 
you have to go back, step back, look at it, and see the way to go. And not to go as if you are doing some political, attacking the president, attacking the attorney general. I don't think that's the way to go. And if I were his client, I would just tell him that my brother, this is not the way to go. Let's think rationally and respond to the issues. I don't think I'm happy with the way he's going. I mean, he yeah. raises the point about yeah. frivolous uh, yeah. accusations against the, his clients and that this was malicious uh, prosecution. You agree with that view? Certainly no. <laughs> if you think that the prosecution was malicious, as he said, you have the court of law there, you will want to test it. Nobody, nobody will fight you. Because you want to exercise your right, nobody will fight you. This is a case that some people were charged. And the, the case of treason is not a chance play. And so if you are prosecuting a case of treason, you need to do a whole lot of work. And in criminal prosecutions, you may prosecute some, you may win, others you may lose. Those that have been convicted, what should they be saying? They are not going to face death sentences. So it's the way that we prosecute. You prosecute, you go with the evidence, the court is expected to see the evidence weigh it and then come to conclusion on the matter. If the court comes to conclusion on the matter, it's either the way of the prosecution or the way of the defense. Whichever way that it goes, that is the beauty of the rule of law. I heard the Attorney General speaking to the journalists in court today use the word, the word defects in the case against him. Many listen to that and come to the conclusion if the word defects why didn't you spot it at the beginning? Why do you have to take this case to court when there were obvious defects? Now, if you file a criminal charge in court, as a prosecutor, you have to prove your case beyond reasonable doubt. If at the end of the case of the prosecution, the court makes a determination that a professional case has been made for which the accused is called upon to open his defense, it is the duty of the accused person to raise doubt. And I think this particular case, the court has come to the conclusion that the accused person, especially the three other accused persons who have been acquitted of the charge, they raise doubt as to the case of the prosecution. And that's the reason that the AG used the word defect because they were able to point place, we said they would point some holes. And that, that, that is how cases are dealt with in court. You go to court, and I don't know if the prosecution is able to get, so the defense is able to get. Punch a pool as well as we put in it. I don't know the day the court will not convert that person. So it is in that context that I think the Attorney General used the word effect. Martin. Hello, Martin. Do I still have you on the line? Okay, uh, we may have lost Martin there, uh, but uh, we'll try and get him uh, back on, on this because I'm, I'm curious to know, uh, his client was interdicted. What's the next move now? Will they be uh, asking the police administration to reinstate him? And when will that be? I still have with me uh, lawyer Daudu on the line. Uh, his uh, clients have been convicted. Uh, and Mr. Daudu, you have said that you are going to take this matter up at the, at the Supreme Court on appeal. What's the basis for this appeal? So, you see, the I client was acquitted and discharged, and that was one of the young soldiers. Three other young soldiers who had a similar matter were also acquitted on the substantive matter. They said in the conspiracy they were involved that there is a proof that there had been an agreement with that. Um, I believe that let the judgment be ready 
we will look at it. And what is expected of us as lawyers, we will do. Um, you see, this matter that it has different angles to it. And if you look at some of the things that are, were done in this matter behind closed doors and others, that we push people to also take some side. Because if you look at the first uh, plaintiff, uh, the first witness for the state, who was the director of intelligence, today, while the case has been going on, is the ABC to the president. Right? He's the ABC to the president. If you watch the director of intelligence, who was at the time the second witness for the group? Is that the chief of staff at the army, Ghana army? So it has, and if you look at the church witness, who even came also and what he said, he was a corporal. Now he's a W. And yeah, and, he's and, I'm curious what, what your point is when you refer no, no, to the other my point is that, what they are now. My point is this, that as the learned Honorable Deputy Attorney General is saying that, yes, maybe Martin has been moved a step beyond the legal limit to a political realm where he's saying that, I'm saying that those may be some of the undertones what had happened. That is why he might have moved that way into that realm. But by, but in the, end, by in the end, by the end, uh, by, by, by in the end, Adaudu, the, the court of competence jurisdiction has pronounced these six guilty, which means they in fact plotted to kidnap the president and, and, and overthrow the government. Yes, you see, the court, yes, the court can make a mistake. The court can be right, and on occasions we say yes, he has been right. But the court, we are saying that if you look at some of the evidences and cross examination we have done. If we look at it critically, it will tell you that it will absorb us to what you have convicted. So if we go up, that is what we would do. If not, then that will have been the final that there will not be need for appeal. Uh, and uh, we are saying that once we go up, we are happy that some of our clients have been uh, acquitted and discharged. But the rest, there are some where we believe that when we are able to possibly put our cross-examination and the evidence in Supreme Court, we, at the end of the day, we will also be acquitted and discharged. I mean, Alfred, you are you about Deputy Attorney General confident that when this matter comes before the Supreme Court, your case will still hold? Hello, Mr. Chaiwa. Hello, Mr. Chaiwa. I may have Hello? lost him there. Uh, do I have Martin on Zoom? Okay. Uh, yes, Chaiwa, I'm back. Okay. Great, 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 I'm back. great to have you, Martin. Martin, stay with me for a second. Let me see if I have Alfred Chaiwa. He was speaking, and I may have lost him there. Hello, Alfred Chaiwa. Yes, Ivan. Great. Yes, you were making a point about whether your case will hold on appeal. Yes, I said it is the right of the convicts to appeal to the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court, as uh, their counsel just said, they will have to convince the Supreme Court that the trial court erred in some areas. I think it's, it's one of the legal processes. And in fact, that's the legal process that we have to take. If they go on appeal, we also marshal 
our arguments and meet them at the Supreme Court. So that is how the law works. And we have no problem if they decide to launch an appeal against the judgment. Is their right so to do? And on the subject of ACPR Godredo, you have no qualms with him being reinstated? Attorney General. I don't, I don't want to comment on it now. The judgment was just delivered. I think his lawyers may have, they may want to take whatever state they want to take for him to reinstate it, but I don't want to make any comment on it now because I don't have any information to that effect. But I think he can go to a legal process. I don't think there should be any problem. Martin, is that your next move to get him reinstated because he was interdicted? Evans, unfortunately, um, he's been retired. Yes, he's retired. Um, so we look, but there are other things that he lost as a result of the criminal trial. You know, you'll be interdicted, and so when you're interdicted, you are not paid your full emoluments and all this. So we look at them and then come back. But Evans, listen, the, the, the Attorney General has destroyed Abuja. He's destroyed the man's life. And so I'm surprised it's a child who he knows we are good friends, but we have to. This one is a professional matter. I'm not being political. That's law I'm talking. You assault free speech like this. You destroy a man's career. You just destroy a man's career like that for your political ends. You're trying to prop up a Kufado who has shown to have no clue. You see how it has unraveled. You see how Kufado's governance has unraveled. That's all. The man was just telling you that, hey, this Arab Spring you rode on to come to office is still staring us in the face. Let's do something to stand the Arab Spring. That's all he said. Then you assault free speech like this by putting him on trial and thereby guarding the rest of the public officers. That was what was done. You destroy a man for political ends. This is a legal argument I'm making because this is what we call abuse of process. This is what we call malicious prosecution. So those things I'm talking about, that's and uh, what tax law i'm talking about that's constitutional law i'm talking about that's governance it's not uh, just uh, mere politics you destroy a man to help uh this proper people for those government government which has unraveled shown that uh, you see even corruption you see this ended up being the most corrupt for the past three years we've been on 43 43 and unfortunately the 43 was the worst mark that Mama got. Mama that we said he was corrupt and we voted him out and brought you Ikufado in. When it turned out that you are more corrupt, Ikufado, you've made your family very rich. Your family very rich at the expense of the nation. Your family very rich at the... Martin, this is a purely criminal matter that the a court of competence jurisdiction has considered and tonight delivered a verdict. I mean, what's the point of bringing in, uh, you know, politics in terms of outcome of elections, etc.? You have a you, you have a course, right, in court from what I understand. You have redress in court if you indeed believe this was frivolous and malicious pro prosecution. Yes. So the, the thing that the connection is that like I mentioned, they were misgoverning and the man was warning. They were misgoverning and the man warned Abuja was warning them that hey, the Arab Spring is still here. It's still here. And then some citizens said they wanted to demonstrate. And he was just teaching them, I mean like giving them guidelines that under the public order act. You need to give five days notice, etc. And the Kufado sought to guard him. That's how they mounted this frivolous prosecution. So please, Evans, it has everything to do with corruption, everything to do with misgovernance. They destroyed a man and his family just because they wanted citizens to keep quiet. But you see the karma. You see how now governance has unraveled. 
is now down. You see how his MPs rose up in parliament. They said sack finance minister. Have you ever seen any number of MPs? 80, later 95, and then eventually the whole majority saying sack Kenofuriata. So you see the bad governance. They sought to guard citizens. Evan, that's what I'm saying. So this is a message to public officers that look, they should be free to speak their mind. Ghana doesn't belong to Ufadu. That's the meaning of this judgment. That's the meaning that public officers should not be guarded. Public officers are also citizens. Public officers can comment on matters of national interest. That is what this judgment means. If you believe this was malicious prosecution, what do you intend to do about it? Yeah, so we are looking at it where we have to sue. We will look at how to put a case together and sue the, the government. Yes. And you're going to be asking for what? Compensation? Yes, that's it. The, the remedy for malicious prosecution is uh, usually compensation that will be paid for destroying a man just to gag public officers. That's what this whole case is about. This is a case that will be taught, even though you see it as criminal law, it will be taught as part of constitutional law lectures that public officers should speak their mind. They are allowed to speak. Public officers are allowed to speak. This attempt to guard public officers has failed. When you are misgoverning, citizens will talk. Even judges will talk. Did you hear the chief justice say that we need judicial independence? Evans, did you hear the chief justice say we need judicial independence? They are not getting independent. Financial, they are emasculating the judicial service. You see, so you see the chief justice have to complain that they need judicial uh, judicial independence. Then the chief justice at a uh, vetting to also mention that we need to amend the constitution so that the president will have no role in the discipline of judges. There are more that I said that I can imagine that she doesn't want to rock the boat too high. You see how now so for a is free to talk. That is it. Ghana is changing.